Are you interested in creating a life you love, filled with equal parts freedom, adventure, peace, and contentment? Well, you're not alone, and you have landed in the right place. Welcome to the Badass Soul Seeking Warrior podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about relevant topics. I am your host, Annie M. Fonte. Whether I am chatting with a guest or sharing my well-researched commentary, you get food for thought, inspiration, and guidance on how to live with intention. So let's get started. Hello there, my friend. Welcome to the Badass Soul Seeking Warrior podcast. I hope this finds you doing well. Today, I want to talk with you about loneliness. I've been reading about and hearing a lot about loneliness and how it affects our health. And so I wanted to share with you some things I've learned. Here's some statistics for you. Loneliness is likely to increase your risk of death by 26%. Loneliness, living alone, and poor social connections are as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Loneliness is worse for you than obesity. Loneliness and social isolation are associated with an increased risk of developing coronary heart disease and stroke. Loneliness increases the risk of high blood pressure. Loneliness with severe depression is associated with early mortality. And loneliness is a risk factor for depression in later life. Loneliness and social isolation put individuals at greater risk of cognitive decline and dementia. In addition to that, in 2023, one in three adults between the ages of 50 and 80 report feeling lonely. And 61% of kids who are 18 years and younger report feeling lonely or depressed. These are astonishing statistics. So what are some reasons that one would experience loneliness? Well, in the research I've done, there are many things, some of which are physical isolation, an illness or disability, going through retirement, working alone, or spending too much time on social media and video games. I think for the 50 to 80 year olds, the first five are more likely the cause of their loneliness. But the 61%, which to me is an astonishing number of kids 18 years and younger, I think the primary reason that they feel loneliness is because they are spending way too much time on social media and video games. And as we know, too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing. I'm all about the internet. I'm all about social media. I have no challenge with sharing photographs and activities with your friends and family. However, there is a dark side to the internet. There's a dark side to social media. And... It largely exists in the fact that many people are expressing themselves to be someone or something they're not. They can hide behind a screen and they can put photographs up and they can say things without identifying who they really are. That causes 
other folks, especially young kids, to see these things and start to compare themselves to these larger-than-life, living, extraordinary lifestyle-type projections that their peers are sharing on social media. Also, young ones, 18 and younger, get addicted to social media. They get addicted to these video games, and then the isolation starts. That becomes their socialization. They sit alone by themselves in a room, and they look at what others appear to be doing out in the world, even though I would guess about 90% of the presentation that their so-called peers are putting out for the world to see lacks authenticity. So the question is, what are we going to do about this? Well, the first thing I would say to any adults who are listening, any parents who are listening, any people who are in a place of leadership or influence, be an example. Get off your phone. Don't scroll through social media when you're sitting at the dinner table with your family or friends. Put your phones down. Be an example for the young ones that you have so much opportunity to impress upon the importance of being present. I suggest if you are part of a family, especially a young family with young children, that you don't allow your children to have a smartphone before the age of 16. They don't need them. If you need to be in contact with them, a regular old flip phone will do just fine. They can make calls, they can receive calls, and they can text with those phones. And the pushback I get from parents is, well, their friends have them. Well, you're their parents. It's your responsibility to sit down with your kids and explain to them that they don't get everything their so-called friends have. Explain to them the challenges that having these smartphones at such a young age can present to them. Explain to them that going outside and playing with their friends and being a child and being part of nature or playing a sport or getting interested in photography or doing something creative is a much more healthy way for them to spend their time between the ages of zero and 16. And quite frankly, I don't know that other than a flip phone to be in touch with me as a parent, I think until my kids turned 18, I wouldn't allow them to have anything more than that. Because when they turn 18, they're adults, and if they can afford to pay for it and sign up for all the apps and those kinds of things, there's, there's not a whole lot that you can do. But hopefully by then, you've influenced them enough that spending copious amounts of time on their phones and watching videos and trolling through their social media apps is not the best way that they could be spending their time. So sit down with your kids. Sit down as a family and decide as a family, what are your values? What are you committed to doing to make sure that you limit the amount of time that you spend in front of a screen and increase the amount of time you spend outside, you spend in healthy, present relationships with friends and family, and that you spend in conversation, sitting down, 
with no distractions, looking someone in the eye and having a fruitful and interesting and inspiring conversation. That's all possible. Don't give in to the friends. Don't give in to society. Because when you do, that's a road that you can very rarely turn back from. And for those who are maybe a little older and social media isn't the challenge, I would suggest that you join a class or a club. Volunteer. There's many opportunities to volunteer at hospitals and nonprofits and soup kitchens and animal shelters. Maybe you adopt a pet yourself and practice good self-care. Practice sitting in a room by yourself, asking good questions, determining that your value of who you are comes from the inside out, not the outside in. Move your body, get some exercise, do breath work, do meditations, and limit your time on social media. So let's all be part of the solution and not part of the challenge when it comes to nipping this loneliness epidemic in the bud. Nothing saddens me more than when I go out to dinner and I see a family with young children or a group of friends or a married couple sitting at a table, not looking at each other, not talking to one another, but they're on their phones. First of all, I think it's rude. It's rude to the wait staff and it's rude to the person that they're with. And second of all, they're not learning. They're not sitting and having a very inquisitive conversation with the person, such as, how was your day? What was the most exciting thing you learned today? What are you going to do better tomorrow that you didn't do today? What can I do to help you? Let's plan a trip. Let's have some friends over. Those kinds of conversation. So I invite you to join me in making a commitment about how you are going to utilize your time and put yourself on a technology detox program. I know parents who have limited the amount of time that their teenagers especially spend on social media that once the initial sting of not having your device with you all the time gets out of their system, the kids actually come and thank them. It's that the best they've felt, it's the best they've slept, it's the best conversations they've had with other people in a long time. You be the example. You be the parent. You be the one who has a compelling enough conversation with the ones you're responsible for so that they can see they too can join you in being part of the solution instead of part of the challenge. So I hope you will take this conversation seriously. I hope you will seriously consider being a leader and an example for those who are struggling with loneliness. People are lonely 
because they don't feel worthy. People are lonely because they're comparing themselves to others. People are lonely because they don't feel that they're living up to the societal images and practices that they see and are exposed to every day. It doesn't have to be like this, you all. Let's make this loneliness thing go away. When you see someone, look them in the eye and say hello. And if you do have a friend who you know is physically isolated or who has recently gone through an illness or a disability, getting ready to retire, spend a lot of time alone working at home, put a phone call into them. Invite them out to dinner. Invite them to go on a walk with you. And in unison, you can decide that loneliness doesn't have to be a part of their lives, that they matter, that they're seen, that they make a difference. Okay? So let's join in on this mission and traverse through this territory together. And until I talk to you again soon, take really good care of yourself, have a kick-ass day, and be a badass soul-seeking warrior with me. All right? Talk to you really soon. Take care. Bye-bye. That's a wrap on this episode of the Badass Soul-Seeking Warrior podcast, where we focus on creating a life that we love. And until we meet again, stay true and be you.